what these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. What's really good, my people? Welcome into Buckets Action Network's daily NBA betting podcast. We're in the workshop Thursday, NBA slate, so you know the crew. J Money is money. Mr. Smack City's in the building. AC Alberwin Analytics Capper is also in the building. I am your host, Sean Little. We are presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Go download the Action Network app. Everything you need for the bowl season coming up. Daily NBA talk. College basketball info is now in there. NFL, we're already in week 15, rolling right into the playoffs. Tons of info across the board. Go download the Action Network app. Everything you need is in there. You know the deal. We'll give the pick, give the cap, get you guys out of here on a Thursday. J Money is money. Taking the night off, showing some discipline. You don't always have to fire. Ain't that right, Jack? Yeah, I mean, I looked at the card. I've been looking at it all day. I do lean to the Blazers and the Minnesota Timberwolves, but it's just a couple of spots that I'm not necessarily sure who's going to play. We know that Brogdon and, well, I'll explain it later, but I lean Blazers and I lean Wolves. AC, analytics capper, you got to play for us, though. Talk to me. I'm going for it, man. Give me the Blazers minus one and a half. I think they get it done tomorrow night. This is a tough slate. I agree with both the fellas. I'm going to go Bulls, Heat, under 217 and a half down in Miami. All right, AC, analytics capper, I'm coming right back to you. Right before we got on, you said this is a similar read to the Spurs last night. That one didn't necessarily work out. Talk to me while you're going back to the well in a similar spot here for the Blazers. Yeah, the Spurs game was actually interesting. If you got it right at tip-off, they were plus three and a half, so it did work out for those who got the Spurs late. I got them at plus three, so I pushed there, but This is a tough spot for the Utah Jazz. They're actually playing right now as we record. They're playing the Knicks, playing really well, most likely going to get that win against a really good defense with New York there. They got to travel on the road, go to Portland tonight. So they'll get in three, four in the morning. Portland's been resting. I know they're a bad team. We looked this up. The three of us looked it up. This is the first game all season long the Portland Trailblazers are going to be favored. It's a small favorite, which I hate in general, but I think this is a good spot. I'm just going to trust it. The Blazers have been playing better, and specifically Scoot has been playing a little bit better in the last week or two. So give me the Blazers minus one and a half. And Jay, you said you leaned that spot. Talk to me about why you were looking at that spot. We talked about it. Overall, it's a tough slate. You couldn't get to an official on anything, but why do you lean Blazers? Yeah, I do lean their way. Uh, they did beat them earlier this season in Portland, 121 to 105. They lost a few games ago, like four games ago in Utah, but still was able to keep their game really close. They game ended, they ended up losing by five, 118 to 113, but they ended up going to overtime. So that shows me that maybe they just play the Jazz really tough. We know that the Jazz aren't the greatest team on the road um, as well in this one, man. So the Jazz are 1 and 11 straight up away from the house. That's why the Blazers are favored here. And obviously because the Jazz are on the back to back as well, but on um, the Blazers, 
were just covering some spreads, man. Six and two against the spread last eight games. They just took the Clippers to the brink, and damn near really could have won that game. You know what I'm saying? So as long as the Blazers play like that, they should win this game. I'll tell you this, if Brogdon and Aiden are in there, I'll definitely be sprinkling a little something on the Blazers there. It's just right now it's a lot of unknowns. Y'all know how they play with us to the last minute with yeah. who's going to play with who's in or out. But I think the Blazers, they have the race advantage. They're at the house. They've been playing a lot better basketball. I'm expecting them to come out here with the win. Yeah, not only that, Sean, I spoke specifically about Utah being a bad spot for Utah because it's the second night back-to-back. They're traveling. They're going to win tonight. But it's also a good spot regression to the win for Portland, right? They've lost four straight. Prior to that, they won three of four. So they're kind of like that ping-pong team right now. Like if they start winning, they might get three, four, five in a row. They start losing, they might get three, four, or five losses in a row. And I think this is where they turn and get a small win streak going on. Yeah, Lori Markin and back in the fold. He's playing well against the Knicks as we record this 23 points of 7 of 13. And like Jay alluded to, the Jazz at the house are extremely mm-hmm. tough. Eight and three against the spread. They're a different team when they're playing in Salt Lake City. Against the spread on the road, though, three and eight. Eight and ten as an underdog against the spread, and they will be a small underdog in this spot. It's all automatically for me worth a look when they're the favorite. Someone's trying to tell you that Mm -hmm. this is a reason why this team is going to get favored for the first time all year. That already has got the the sharp tingling senses kind of leaning that way purely on the fact that they're going to make those guys a favorite. Now, Markinen, depending on how many minutes he finishes with tonight, we'll see how many he goes on a back-to-back coming off of that hamstring injury. I actually thought it was interesting that Markinen went on the front end of a back-to-back because it's the plan to, he's good to go now. He's he's back rolling. They're going to play him two straight nights on a soft tissue injury. So I thought that was interesting. Let's see where Markinen lands on the injury report as well. But when you honestly, look- one of the points why I was leaning towards Blazers because I'm not expecting Markinen to play in this game. Usually when you come back from like a soft tissue injury, like a hamstring or groin or something like that, and you play the night before and you have to travel, usually they go ahead and sit those guys out, especially if they've missed five or six games, knowing that their condition isn't there. So he will be limited tonight, like versus the uh, Knicks, to 20 to 25 minutes. But I'm still expecting him not to play in this game. And Sean, you mentioned like you were surprised that he played this game against the Knicks against a good defense. I mean, he's at home, right? He didn't have to travel. He's been comfortable in his bed now for the last week, getting treatment for the last week, and he didn't have to go on the road for it. So it made sense for me that he chose this game. Let's say out of the two games, there's going to be one he plays and one he sits. It makes sense that he plays the one at home. Yeah, depending on how you look at it, it is an interesting spot for him to come back. But he is back. He's going to finish the game with around 25 minutes here, 26 minutes versus the Knicks. And also, to correct myself, the Jazz are 10-8 and to the over as an underdog. Straight up on the money line as an underdog, the Jazz are 4-14 and this year in the NBA. Let's see how that game shakes. That's an interesting spot. Trailblazers, jumping off as a favorite on the sheet is always going to be Something that catches my attention, and we'll see if they can actually get their first win as a favorite. Buckets is presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,500 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. 
Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Jay. I'm going down to Miami. I'm going down to South okay. Beach. I'm going down Let's to party. the Bulls. Let's party. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go under 217 and a half. Bulls in the Miami Heat. Now, things have changed a little bit for the Bulls here with those guys playing without Zach Levine. Last five games, the Chicago Bulls are number nine in offensive rating at 119.6. Kobe White offensively in December, 26.8 points a game, seven rebounds, five assists on 54.4 shooting. Fellas, he's shooting 60% from three in December. Kobe White has been absolutely going ballistic, but – That doesn't change the fact that the Bulls over that span are 30th in pace. The Heat are 27th in pace. True shooting effective field goal percentage for the Chicago Bulls is 24th, 25th, respectively, in those categories. They have been living off of massive performances from Kobe White and DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan against the Milwaukee Bucks had 41. If any one of these two guys slows up, they're going to be in massive trouble on the offensive end. This game is not in Chicago. It's in Miami. The Heat are on a back-to-back, but there's no travel. They're in Miami. They're staying in Miami. Spo has to worry about slowing two guys, maybe even just one. If he could slow up DeMar or Kobe, I think this game goes under. These are two teams that are very familiar with each other. I'll go under 217 and a half. It actually opened at 216. Ticked up to 217, 217 and a half. I think the original 216 is closer to the number. This I make this around that 216 instead of ticking up to the 217, 218 number. I like this spot. I think a little bit of charading is going on on the offensive side of the rock for the Chicago Bulls. So I'm going to take under 217 and a half. Bulls, Heat, Jay, how you feel about it? Yeah, I can't talk you off. Two great defenses. I mean, I never thought that we'd be here talking about that Kobe White is one of the main guys that we have to stop on the floor. Personally, I wasn't a big fan of him being like the true point guard on the team, but he is flourishing over there right now, so I don't have anything bad to say about it. He's proven me wrong. Now, for the under, it'd be really nice if they got Alex Caruso back. In my opinion, he is their best defender. The defense is a lot more intact. It's like on a string when he's out there. So he's been out for the last couple games. If Caruso's in there, he's like the total under type of player that you'd like out there. There. So even without him, I still lean the under. Heat on the back-to-back. Bulls third game in four nights, but no back-to-back. I'm expecting this to be more of a defensive game, but definitely would like to have Caruso in there for the under for sure. Yeah, Caruso questionable right now. Left ankle. AC, my under. Yeah, this one. Yeah, like? just just to be fully honest with you, this one's tough. I'm not gonna say I like the over on this, but without Bam, I don't know if he's gonna go. Without Highsmith, without Caruso, that's three of the best four defenders, right? If you include Jimmy Butler as well. So if you don't have those defenders on there, I would be a little worried that it might go up and down. But, I mean, it's tough. You're right. Chicago's offense has been leaning on two guys. If one of them are just a little bit off, then you would expect Chicago's offense to regress a lot. So it makes sense to me. I'm just not going to have any action on it personally. I also say this. The number being six feels kind of hefty for a defensive struggle in a matchup like this, right? That tells me they expect Miami – to get busy on the defensive end and slow these guys down. Caruso helps the overall under, but I was trying to – anytime I look at the total, I always try to come up and see what what type of final score would get spit out here. Like, what are we looking at? Like, 111-105? Is that what they're telling us the score is going to be? I see this game – if you go back and look at, especially the Bulls' last five games, 
the only offensive success that they've had is one against the Hornets where they scored 111. They scored 121 against the Spurs, and then they scored 133 in overtime against the Bucks At home against the Nuggets, who aren't particularly tough on D, they only scored 106. I just think some of these numbers are inflated. Two of their last seven games are against the Bucks. then with the Hornets and Spurs jammed in there. And then on top of that, Kobe White and DeMar are playing out of their mind for them to even put up these type of offensive numbers. So I'm going to take the under here in this spot, under 217 and a half. That's the official for me. Jay, you said you were going through the slate all day. NBA Talk with Jay. Go subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Jay is dropping tons of stuff on the daily on the NBA side. Is there any reason why you didn't see anything? When you were going through the board, is it just some real sharp numbers you're seeing? Yeah, they're sharp numbers. Um, I lean towards the Blazers with AC there. It would be nice to have Brock. I'll tell you straight up, if Brogdon and Aiden are in there, I'll be putting some on the Blazers there. But in, in the game that you're liking, the under, I lean towards the Bulls plus the six. That would be the only way that I could look in that game. And I actually think they all have a shot to win the game outright. It's the first of a little duplex spot where they play again on Saturday as well. So that's the spot where they'll have equal risk. In this particular situation, this is the better chance for the Bulls to try to sneak one in over the heat. So I I lean towards Bulls plus a six, but the other one, what the thing is, Sean, is that I hadn't placed anything yet. So obviously I'll have the sure. choice to to maybe not even end up betting some. I don't want to give out some on the show that I don't have money on or that I don't know for sure I'll have money on, but also lean to the Wolves there. I've been trying to figure out all day if Anthony Edwards is going to play. He's questionable. I saw these two teams play in the preseason, and the Wolves just absolutely owned them. Now, I know that this is in the season now, and the Mavs are playing a lot better, but they still don't have Kyrie. They're still missing Josh Green. They're missing some pieces. This game won't be as easy as it was versus the Lakers, and even that one wasn't as easy as it was. The Lakers damn near came back and made that one close. So in this particular spot, first off, I don't think the Mavs should be favored here, and if Anthony Edwards is in this game, you will see this line flip to maybe Wolves minus one or Wolves minus two. So keep an eye out on Anthony Edwards if they're at full strength i don't really see many scenarios where the wolves lose this game to the Mavs. we see luca talking about him not getting much sleep he just had a baby if anybody out there that listens to this podcast have kids or if you do you know when you have a newborn baby you're not getting a ton of sleep so and i'm surprised that the Mavs have looked this well with luca not having so much sleep so i think it finally catches up to him here i think that the wolves actually as long as Jaden mcdaniels plays then they can win this game even without anthony edwards so wolves plus the two would actually be my top of the top for Thursday's sleep. Luca got to get a night nurse or something, man. Luca crib too fact. big not to be getting sleep, man. Luca, Luca downstairs in like the, the seventh bedroom or something, getting some sleep, <laughs> hiding out. You know what I mean? AC. It's different now, when you got a baby, your first baby, man. You want to be around that baby. You don't want the nurse. You know what I'm saying? I know he's a professional, but he want to hold that baby in his arms, man. It's just a little different. Yeah, that man, that look at soft Jay coming out. Soft side of Jay coming out, man. Hey, I love that. I just had a little girl. I just had a little girl, man. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't get any sleep when she was super young. But, yeah, no, a little girl. I think he had a little girl as well, if I'm not mistaken. AC, yeah, was it a little yeah. girl? Yeah, yeah. no, nah, little girl. Yeah, no, nah, you're standing up with her. Little boy, yeah. you like, oh, he'll be all right. No, nah, little girl. <laughs> nah, yeah, no, nah, that's going to have your soft spot coming out. Speaking first. from experience, I got two little girls and a third one on the way. Like, even number two and number three, you want to be around those little girls. They're precious, man. But yeah, Luca just had his girl. He's not getting any sleep for sure, but he's balling out of control. Um, yeah, he's been going crazy. I, I would say this, though. The Dallas Mavericks interior defense is still non-existent. So if you like Minnesota, that means Towns and Gobert is going to eat, whether that's points, rebounds, or both. I think they're going to eat. And then 
if it's like somewhat of a blowout, like in the early fourth quarter, I don't think the Mavs are even going to go for it, right? They're going to cut the bait. Luka's probably going to sit out. So I agree with Jay. I think it's definitely a Minnesota read. And Dallas, they shot like 50% from three against LA just to win, right? So maybe an under spot as well. So a lot of regressional spots here on, on Thursday night. Dante Exum isn't going crazy from three. Now everybody yeah, knows yeah. they're not letting them shoot anymore. So the Mavs have been getting pretty lucky the last few games. I think it runs out here. Let me get you guys out of here on this. I noticed it. There's a big game on the docket that I was looking at that I couldn't find a side, couldn't find a way to get on it either way. AC, any thoughts on people that are looking at the Clippers Warriors with the Draymond mm. situation going on, with the Clippers actually playing extremely well now? Any thoughts on that matchup for the people before we get out of here? No really thoughts from a betting perspective. I think the Clippers, when they're playing well, when they're healthy, they match up well against any team in this league just because they have the individual guys that can play defense when they're focused. Man, PG, Kawhi. So again, from a betting perspective, no read here. But No, the reason I ask you that too, go follow our guy, Albert Wynn, AC, at Analytics Capper on Twitter and everywhere else, is because you tweeted I don't really think losing Draymond is that big of a deal. Talk to me about that. I think the reputation is there, right? People think that Draymond influenced the game like he used to like two, three, four, five years ago. I honestly haven't seen that impact this year and last year. He's still good, right? He's still, he's not like a bad player, but the, the fact that it's the combination of him and Clay starting, you're basically playing three on five on offense, right? So to me, I don't think it's a big deal. And we talked about this yesterday. Kaminga's been stepping up. He's had back-to-back double-digit point games. And he, if he hits uh, 30 minutes again, he's going to get over 10 points. So, And athletically, he's going to be able to compete with the PGs and Kawhis, whereas Draymond wouldn't be able to. So to me, I don't think it's a big loss short-term or long-term. I think long-term, it's even better, right? Because now you're going to get Kaminga and Moody some minutes. Jay, the one thing that is interesting about the whole Draymond situation is that his usage through 15 games is up as as high as it's been since 2017, 2018. So that has a lot to do with Clay taking a step back, Wiggins not playing up to par this year as well. Any thoughts on Clippers-Warriors before we get out of here? None whatsoever, to be honest with you. That's one game I could see going either way. The Clippers just played them. They only won by one point. It could go either way. The Warriors, obviously their defense isn't the same without Draymond, but also it could they could rally. Warriors have been losing. They're just the type of team, even though I don't think they're the same team, I think the dynasty is over. I think Clay is pretty much finished. Steve Kerr is even starting to get impatient with these guys. He said it himself. It's not my words. He's starting to get impatient with Clay and Wiggins and Looney. You see him not close the game um, in the game versus the Suns with them. So I don't know what to do with the Warriors right now we know that they are live to win any game because Steph could go for 50 but also I do know that this is not the same team of years past so I'd say Clippers are past I just don't like how high the number is yeah Sean I thought when you said game of the night you were gonna go OKC Sacramento because to me that to me is the game of the night right that is probably the best game on actual basketball, but you know I was bringing the drama into it. With, <laughs> yeah. with Don't ask me now. about Draymond. Hey, well, Don't hey, ask well, me I'll about Draymond, this. bro. Get this I'll guy out of this, this fucking man. league, man. I haven't heard too, too, I heard too much about James Harden. All of a sudden, they start getting a couple W's. Facts. Everybody That's loves that. to hate on James. They start getting a couple. Then his name just disappears. No one mentions him. No one does anything as soon as they start winning. As soon as they start losing some games, he catches a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of flack, man. Keep that same energy. For James Harden when it comes down to it. All right, that's going to do it for Buckets 
Thursday NBA edition for AC analytics caliber Albert Wynn. J Money is money, Mr. Smack City. I am Sean Little. Make sure you go download the Action Network app. We are presented by BetMGM, the king of sports books. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Me and Joe Delera will actually be on the mic. Don't forget it, baby. Get buckets. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.